With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Both Chancellor Green and I pushed very hard in our meetings, respective meetings, that attendance should be based on local authorities, health officials, uh, governments, etc. Again, in our footprint, our situation is different. That does not appear that it's going to be the case. Uh, certainly did not want it to be a deal breaker. And uh, we're going to think of some innovative ways to have our fans involved. Uh, we love our fans. They're the greatest fans in college football. Hopefully, uh, we can uh, get them uh, involved in, in some innovative ways, and, and we're already working on that. The important thing is that our fans are going to have Husker football, and uh, they're not going to be able to be in their seats, hopefully just for a year, but we're going to need them now as much as we ever have. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. That was Athletic Director Bill Moose discussing no fans. And it's definitely something you know Nebraska fought hard against. Um, but right now it's just going to be uh, parents and family members of the players. I'll be curious if it's limited to um, just four per player on a pass list or does it have to be a brother and sister or a parent how they will make those determinations of who gets in the games because there'll be a lot of uncles that appear otherwise um, uh, on who gets in these games to watch in person. Um, but it is going to be interesting to not have fans, but I, I do think it was one of the concessions that had to be made. I think there were certain things that these presidents that were no votes said, hey, I'll vote yes, but we can't have fans. We got to have obviously this crazy rapid testing protocol program in place and we can't play too early in October. Other than that, let's play football. Yeah, I mean, this was something that Nebraska and Bill Moose, Ronnie Green, Ted Carter, they fought as hard as they possibly could for. They thought that the decision on fans should be made by the individual institutions and uh, you know state you know guidelines and all that stuff that if you have the ability to have fans in the stands, why would you not get that chance? Uh, you know, especially when you're talking about uh, the, the massive loss of revenue that's already occurring. If you have a chance to even make some of that back, uh, while also you know providing your fans an opportunity to see your team play, why not? But clearly, uh, that was a sticking point for I'm sure several teams, other teams in the league that I think Nebraska just conceded this was not going to be a deal breaker for them. Where you know they, they had the chance to get football. And if it meant not having fans in the stands, that was a sacrifice they were willing to make. So it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I know Nebraska, if they were able to, would have had as many as they possibly could fit in Memorial Stadium. But At least 30,000, as we know now. Yeah, and now the other uh, element to that, too, is there's no tailgating allowed on campus. So this isn't even a deal where, like, the stadium club's going to have, uh, you know, a, a parking lot full of tailgaters or anything like that. Everything has to be off campus so around the stadium it's gonna be weird it's gonna be great for the bars yeah it's gonna be dead but yeah i mean the the rail yard might actually get some uh some boon back and downtown lincoln and all those normal off the grid tailgating spots those are going to be the places to be so 
it's one of those deals where you just got to make the most of it for now, but certainly, you know, unfortunate that, you know, we get football, but nobody's going to be there to see it. Yeah. I get, you know, where the position Nebraska was probably in, how they're, you know, they weren't going to give up their season uh, to, to, you know, fight for having fans in the stands. Uh, and I totally get that. But at the same time, I guess I don't understand, you know, why they would, um, why team? Why it was a sticking point for for other teams? I mean, are they afraid that the fans would transmit COVID to their players? Or I mean, I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me if if the state and local officials, um, you know, were able to kind of have their have their their thumb on the the current situation and in, in the respective college towns and say, okay, well, these are this is the amount of people that we're willing to to let into an event like that. I just don't understand, uh, to me at least, it doesn't make sense how um, anyone else should, you know, that should be a sticking point for anyone. Well, yeah, I mean, I almost look at it as how the the government works. I mean, there's the federal government, but then states get to make their own state decisions, mm-hmm. and that, that goes for COVID. I mean, the federal government couldn't put down a national mask mandate or, na- I mean, it, it's done locally by local authorities, local experts. And to me, the attendance thing, and that's what Nebraska has fought for too as well. Like, hey, this should be our decision. This is our house, not your place. Um, Just because Rutgers, who, by the way, their statement, Robin, you read that to us earlier, it's it's pretty hilarious how there was not one word of excitement about coming back to play football for Rutgers because their president, a week ago, he made a really, really – out there statement kind of he talked crap about nebraska in there too and um the covid problems on campuses and etc and i don't think he thought a week ago they were playing football yeah it just looked like they just got hit with uh you know punishments from the ncaa or something in the statement they put out as opposed to getting a chance to, to have a fall football season they basically said uh this decision was made and we are going to follow it but we also reserve the right to evaluate everything on a week-to-week basis and if they're experiencing any negative changes we will not have to play so basically they're already putting it out there that they are reserving the right to not play on any given week if if they don't feel comfortable so that's you know we talk about all the issues involved here it goes well beyond just what nebraska is able to control and they're testing i mean what happens if they play rutgers and rutgers just says oh we we got a couple positives we're going to shut down for the week nebraska doesn't get to play a game and so you know, it's just add it to the list of concerns about how we're going to get through this thing unscathed. Yeah, and that and that goes back to my question about okay, well, what's the threshold for a possible you know bowl bid? You know, if if you've got if you've done everything possible to be able to play this year, but yet you've had an opponent or two that drops off or that cancels or, or bails or whatever, um, and and you only are able to play maybe six games and you win two or three of them, um, you know, should you be penalized for that by not being able to go to a bowl game? I, I just, I, I don't know. There's, there's still a ton of questions here that, that need to be answered and that we really probably won't have the answers to until, until we actually get in the thick of this whole deal. And you talk about bowl games, guys. I mean, those are week long trips. How do you travel and bring the safety protocols and everything in place for a week and odds are by January or late December, we're going to be in a different place than we are now. There might even be a vaccine in place by that point. Who knows? Um, but yeah, today in September, uh, a bowl game situation feels, um, there's a lot of questions to me, you know, as far as yeah, what Nate said, I, I think what you do, Nate, I still believe if you have eight or nine spots, the top eight or nine go. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's the easiest way to do it because the six win thing doesn't really matter anymore at this point. And, 
you know, will some bulls not be able to make it anyway because of no fans? Mm-hmm. I mean, they make their money off tickets, and if you're not going to allow fans, how do you have a bowl game? Yeah, that's why I don't think there'll be nearly the number of bowl games, but I think there are bowls that will be able to sustain, especially if they get the right matchups, and you know, if, especially if fans are able to go to those games. And so there's a lot of unknowns about how they're going to um, make it work logistically, but I do think that there's an opportunity for it to happen, especially when you kind of eliminate the previous standards of X amount of wins gets you into a bowl games, you know, in a season where you don't even control whether or not you play, uh, in some cases, you got to kind of leave it a little bit, uh, objective, so to speak, to where you can look at a, a, a team's record, uh, beyond just wins and losses, whether or not they're deserving to a bowl. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, um, interesting, and what whatever whatever you want to call it, uh, because this is I mean buckle up because the the whole this whole situation is not going to be dying down. If anything, I think it's going to be uh, be having some more twists and turns to the to the entire deal. Um, and again, we're five weeks away from even thinking about you know, seeing anybody strap up the pads and, and get after it. Yeah, guys, it's been peaks and valleys really since March. And we're at a peak again today, and let's hope that the valleys are limited. Let's hope, let's hope this peak lasts a little bit more than 72 hours. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm sure by the time we get on taping, we're going to learn a lot more. Uh, so make sure you're on Husker Online as we'll continue to fill you in, and we'll know more about basketball as well. Robin will keep you up to date on that. And next week in our show, um, we will try to break down more about basketball. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.